just want to give a little introduction to myself. I am a life coach, a metaphysician, and just an all-around artist and lover of art. I'm a storyteller, and I enjoy sharing my experiences with you guys and my thoughts and opinions of things in the spiritual realm and everyday life. So sit back, relax, and join me for this episode. Today, I will be talking about who is the Drunken Buddha. (laughs) And to get into that, we must first talk about Buddha. I did a video um, on YouTube about the life of Siddhartha. Uh, sorry, my pronunciation is horrendous. Siddhartha Gautama's life and path to becoming Buddha. <clears throat> and when you look at his journey, I think that many of us can relate. So if you don't know about the Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, he was born around 4th, 5th century BCE. He was a prince, and in his kingdom, he didn't experience the everyday atrocities, sufferings of life. He was very sheltered. And so he knew that there had to be more out there to life than just what he's seen on a daily basis. I mean, his father, the king, definitely sheltered him and he wanted him to follow in his footsteps. But Siddhartha had other plans. (laughs) And how many of us can relate to that, you know? I can say for myself that I grew up, I wasn't, uh, you know, princess or nothing. (laughs) But I was, in a sense, extremely sheltered. Uh, I grew up in a very strict religion, which I talk about very often. And the way that it worked is kind of like isolation. Uh, If you're not of the religion, then you don't want to closely associate. I wasn't homeschooled or anything like that. I did go to public schools, but I limited my association because you know what they say. Bad association spoils useful habits, and you are the sum of your peers. So, and then, you know, my parents really, like, brainwashed us, like, you know, you don't want to be around these worldly people. You don't want to be of the world, uh, the sinful world. (laughs) So, I really, I have friends, but I kept to myself, and, you know, my home life, pretty sheltered. Um, I had both my parents and all, and uh, we're just a wholesome Christian household. (laughs) So I can relate to Siddhartha's uh, feelings of being sheltered. So Siddhartha said, okay, you know what? I want to go out there and see about the world. I want to see, you know, what it's like. And they speak of the four encounters where he uh, witnessed an old man, which he had never seen old age. Can you imagine that? Uh, he had witnessed suffering, sickness, and disease. He witnessed a set, uh, um, <laughs> he uh, witnessed a set, a set, oh my God, I can't talk right now. Mm. Old age. 
And then he witnessed the very strict teachings and path of ascetic. And so he saw these things. He said, wow, you know, I have to know more. This is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. And so he went out to to really understand and learn about life and learn about suffering. Because this was the first time he had seen suffering. And he realized that life was comprised of suffering. Now this is very true. Life is suffering, right? Life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. But as the Buddha teachings go, suffering comes from desire. Suffering comes from attachment. And so when you're out here, and uh, especially in the Western world, we're, we're capitalists, we're consumers, and we are told to want all of these things. And so we chase, we spend our time chasing after all of these things because it'll make us happy, right? When really happiness is being content with where you are, what you are, and who you are. And you see in the culture today that people are not happy with who they are. I mean, they're changing their bodies and doing all of these crazy things uh, just to find happiness when happiness lies within and being at peace with yourself. So, yeah. So he saw these things and he said, okay, I want to find the end of suffering. So he went like very hardcore and he was strict. He would fast for long periods of time and meditate for long periods of time. And still he couldn't understand, you know, how to end his suffering. So it was under the Bodhi tree where he reached enlightenment, where he meditated for about 49 days. And finally he, he got it. He said, okay, the middle way, the middle way is the best way to be. To not be over luxurious, but also not to live in poverty. Somewhere in between. A balance, right? Because life is all about balance. <clears throat> so, this is where he reached enlightenment. This is where he found that letting go of all attachments and desires can lead to a happier life free of suffering. And can also lead to enlightenment, finding the true purpose of what you're supposed to experience in this life all right so yes that was buddhist life and now you know we have over 500 million buddhists that still follow his teachings today and so what can we learn from buddha and that is to really let go of the outcomes let go of desires which is almost nearly impossible right we're human beings it is in us to desire. That's what keeps us going, you know, uh, desiring things. That's why we wake up every day, <laughs> right? We have something to work towards. But I think the key is in the middle path, right? The middle way and keeping yourself balanced, keeping yourself grounded in reality, grounded in yourself to know that all of these things that is outside of ourselves truly do do doesn't matter it doesn't matter it is what's what's 
within us that matters. So, yes, uh, that is the abridged version of the life of Buddha and his teachings, right? And he has the Four Noble Truths, talking about suffering, the cause of suffering, uh, how to get rid of suffering, and what happens when you get rid of suffering. And that leads to enlightenment. And then the Eightfold Path, which is basically living life morally, right? Treat others correctly. Speak things. Be mindful of how you speak, how you act, right? And these are all basic things as humans that we would consider, you know, to have good morals, right? You want to treat people well. You want to speak good things over people. And so that's why Buddhism is actually a very great thing to learn. You don't have to be a Buddhist to to live by these rules. These are just general rules to be a good person and to lead a good life. So, why do I call myself the drunken Buddha? (laughs) So, like Siddhartha, being sheltered. As soon as I graduated from high school, I went away, like, far away from home and said, you know what, I want to really experience life, like what it's like to be out there, you know, and I saw some shit, <laughs> I, you know, I had some experiences, and uh, I think from the age of, uh, I really started getting out there a little bit uh, later in high school, like my junior year, because I started working for the first time, and so I was able to really hang out in the streets, and I used to just like, meet people off the streets and just hang out with them because I just really wanted to learn about people. And so, I mean, I have to say, it was very fun. (laughs) It was very exciting. And I met some fantastic people. I was definitely young and carefree. I did not have that sense of fear, right? I just was really, I just embraced it. And to be honest, nothing has ever happened to me. I'm here, right? I never had a a negative experience, even in some situations that were a bit questionable. They were really questionable. (laughs) But I just was present, and I enjoyed it, and I learned so much about people. So I'll say from the time that I was 17 to the time that I was 23, so that's a good uh, six years, uh, six years that I just spent out in the world really just living experiences. A time where most people would be in college. I went to college, you know, but we are really like, okay, this is what I want to do in my life and <laughs> follow that path. I was like, the world, and I just explored the world and I learned so much about people in this time, right? So I took what I learned growing up and then I took my experiences with the world and I let that really shape me into who I understood myself to be. And so after that, that's when I really said, okay, there's something special about this world and there's something special about the people in it. And so that, it, it kind of trans, transformed me into my evolution and my next stages of spirituality. And so that's when I really, you know, I was done with my experience. I mean, of course, life is all about experiences. But I was done with my, like, intensive 
just out in the world experiences. And I got back into just the regular everyday life with all of these lessons that I learned. And I got deeper and deeper into spirituality because it had awakened so much within me. And so I used that to, to grow and transform. And, you know, I'm 35 now. So that was 12 years ago where I really was like, wow, you know, I, I was opened up to so much stuff. And each stage of my life has really been an evolution and a transformation period. And <clears throat> I have found that the best way, you know, after chasing money and then growing up not extremely poor, uh, but like middle class, but we did have some poor times, you know, in the beginnings. <laughs> And really understanding that <clears throat> having a parent that chased money and having a parent that, you know, excessively spend and just, you know, just excessive. I realized that they couldn't attain happiness and that the best way to be happy is to really find that happiness within myself and not anything outside of myself. So, yeah, not the drunken part. <laughs> The drunken Buddha part means that, one, I'm intoxicated with the energy of spirit. It's just something about it that just really invigorates me. And two, I'm unconventional. <laughs> so that is why the drunken Buddha. Because I'm just an unconventional awakened one. <laughs> so yeah, man. And... Like I said, I, I think that experiences are the best way to learn, right? We can read. We can just really shove our head full of knowledge. But until you go out there and have the experiences and really be able to put what you learn into use, I don't think you can truly ever fully grasp it. Right, you can't really understand what it is that you're learning until you put it to use, until you experience it. And life is all about experiences. That's why we're here. We're not here to work a nine to five and you know make money to pay the bills. These are all constructs that we made, right? This is not the way that life is supposed to be. Yes, you want to be comfortable, like I said, the middle way, right? We don't want to live in poverty. <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't be filthy rich either. But what it is, is you cannot have attachments to these things because if you're filthy rich, you spend all your time trying to hold on to your money. And if you're broke, you spend all your time trying to attain money. So it's balance in everything. And... That is the key to life, right? Balance. Never too much. Never too little. You can't have the good without the bad. The light without the dark. And you can't have the rich without the poor. Right? Balance. Duality. Is key. In this life. And so. I am imperfectly perfect. Hence the drunken Buddha. <laughs> Not because I'm drunk guys. A lot of people said that has I had some people come for me. 
like, all that name, blasphemy. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. First, you might want to actually talk to me and, and, and ask me what it's about. I mean, I understand that you may not compute, but at least inquire before you jump to any conclusions. Like, people came for me, boy, over this name. But I'll tell you a funny story how the name came about, though. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie. It was a portion of my life where I indulged a lot in alcohol. <laughs> I was young. I was really young. I was in my early 20s, you know, just living life, you know, like I said, I just was having experiences. So, you know, I'm not one to sit here and say, you know, I'm a purist. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do anything, you know, because that's not life. Life is about experiences. And everyone deserves the right to live life how they want but I am not an extremist. So if you want to enjoy a little spirits, <laughs> you know, or the herbals in the plant life and fungi and all of those things, um, sure, go right ahead. But it's all about balance. So don't overdo it. But there was a point in time in my life where I was definitely a little overindulgent. I mean, I won't say I was an alcoholic, but I was bordering, like teetering the edge of alcoholism. It was a really rough time, but I was, um, I was actually, you know, I was really trying to understand my place. And I think that drug abuse alcohol is a drug. Drug abuse stems from many places. One, it stems from trauma, right? So many people who have trauma, they use something to uh, make them escape, right? Escapism. But escaping, it was part of it, right? I think that I was trying to figure out how to exist in this world. And at the time, Alcohol helped me uh, kind of just calm down the voices in my head. Well, not as schizophrenic, but, you know, um, I think really uh, sensitive people, um, empaths, I think that there's so much activity that goes on, we can border the edge of insanity, right? So some of us choose uh, drugs, to kind of help balance that out. So it was like, I was, I was like awakening to too many things and I was teetering the edge of madness and I used alcohol to kind of dumb it down a bit, like just calm the voices. But I don't think I've ever been able to escape anything, right? Like I would talk to people and um, they're like, yeah, you know, it helped me escape. And I'm like, escape? What is that like? Because <laughs> I definitely ain't escaping nothing. It, it did not go away. And uh, so anyway, the whole point of the origin of the name was at the time where I was overindulging in these spirits. Uh, I was dating someone at the time. And they said to me, and you know, it was really interesting because they didn't drink, they didn't smoke, they didn't do anything. They were pure. They were a purist. Absolutely. And... Uh, they also didn't like people who 
drink because their father was an alcoholic. So they had issues with it, right? And then they also dated people who who indulged in the, the ganja, right? And they hated that too because they would use it to escape. But when they met me, you know, and I wasn't like when they first met me, I was drinking like, you know, I liked my whiskeys and all. But uh, that was never too, too much of a hard liquor drinker. I mean, I would, but I was always a fan of beer. Like I'm a, a beer snob. <laughs> I love craft beers and, and going to different cities and trying their local brews and, and things like that. Like I actually really enjoy it's like a hobby, like winos, you know. And um, so, you know, I would drink and... You know, uh, drinking helps you, like, lower your inhibition. So if you're, like, a shy person or you don't talk a lot, then sure put a little liquor in your system and you're going to be a blabbermouth. (laughs) So I used to just, like, really, I mean, that's my partner, so I would talk. But with a little liquor in the system, you know how it go. (laughs) And I would really just start talking about what was on my mind. And she would look at me and she'd be like, uh wow she's like i never you know met anyone like you like when you drink or when you're like you know indulging in the ganja you become like a drunken monk (laughs) and i was like what you know she's like yeah you're like spitting all this knowledge and like is that what you're thinking about and i'm glad you're happy to say it to me like i mean i'm sorry you have to do it under the influence but it's like i never met anyone who actually like got under the influence it was like spitting spiritual truths <laughs> and i was like okay I, I never looked at it that way i'm just kind of telling you what's on my mind things that i would maybe overthink and be like you know, nobody wants to hear this, uh, you know, <laughs> but I'd be like, la, 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 la. these are all my thoughts on an everyday basis. So pretty much that's not what me, right? It's like every time you drink, the drunken monk. <laughs> and so all these years later, I was, I was thinking of names and I have gone through uh, like my most recent, recent uh, evolution. And I was like, you know what? It just came to me. I was like, the drunken Buddha. Yeah. So, that is the origins of my name. That is who I am. And that is the origins of Siddhartha Gautama, the original Buddha. There have been many Buddhas after him. Because all Buddha is, is someone who is awakened and free from suffering. And trust me, I most recently came with that drunken Buddha over the past uh, couple years because I had to experience some harsh things in life that made me be like, yeah, free yourself from attachments. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wish I didn't have to learn this way. But I did. And I'm so ever grateful for it because I was able to move forward without attachment to any outcomes. I was able to move forward and not always chase that money dragon. You know what I'm saying? But when you stop chasing, you effortlessly attract, right? You don't want to flow against the current. You want to flow with it. I was listening to a speech from Alan Watts. He was talking about the mastery of sailing as opposed to maybe rowing, right? Rowing is a, is a very primal and, and arduous task, right? But sailing is a masterful skill 
because you aren't forcing anything. You're using the elements to help you glide effortlessly towards your destination. And that's a great parable for life. You don't need to try too hard. You use what's around you. You use these elements of life to flow effortlessly to your destination. When you do that, you done mastered life, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. Yes, so that was the introduction to me, the Drunken Buddha LA, metaphysician, life coach. Artist, writer, blogger, all of the above, right? Just living life and sharing my experiences with the world, right? Because we are activating that God power within everyone, right? We'll get into another episode about what exactly is God power. Are we saying that we going to be like God? No. Because we are God. Cool. Stay tuned for that one, guys. Until next time. Juices.